Well, it's time not just to surf the web, but to ride the pipeline, the sales pipeline, with your host, the one and only, Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. Hey, Matt, how are you? Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm trying to stay dry. It's a little rainy down here in SoCal. Yeah, it's uh, it is raining side. It was raining sideways here yesterday. Uh, we I was spent uh, part of the week down in Scottsdale, where it was definitely not raining. <laughs> Beginning of this week, uh, for anyone's listening that was at the Content to Conversion Conference, very well done as normal. Great way to start this conference season. Things are going to get underway in even bigger way over the next few weeks. Lots of great events in B two B and sales pipeline development. Thanks very much for joining us, Sales Pipeline Radio. We've got a great show today. Uh, we are very excited to have Josiane Fagon, who is one of my inside sales heroes. Uh, she's going to be talking about her uh, predictions for 2016 in the inside sales world. Uh, we've got a great lineup of, of guests moving forward. We'll talk about here in a little bit. If you want to see who we've featured over the last few weeks, you can always check out salespipelineradio.com. You can find transcripts. You can find on-demand podcasts of all of our past shows. Uh, but today we're really going to focus on inside sales. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a, a category that continues to grow. I think a lot of organizations are no longer really calling it inside sales; they're just calling it sales because uh, it's really become uh, that prominent uh, for most organizations. And I don't know very many people uh, in in North America that know more about inside sales or have helped more organizations with inside sales than Josiane Fagon, who we're really excited to have today, uh, president of Telesmart Communications. Josiane, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Matt. It's great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. No, awesome to have you here. It's a real pleasure. I know you are crazy busy, so thank you for carving out some time. Uh, I don't. And speaking of time, I do not have time to read through all of the awards uh, that you have received and the recognitions. Uh, but suffice it to say, if there's a publication that has uh, has published a, a sales or inside sales or sales and marketing influencer report, uh, you're on it, uh, which is, I think, a testament to uh, your experience, your knowledge, and, and the work that you've done. So maybe just give people a little bit of a background on sort of where you started and sort of your, your inside sales journey. Sure. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, I started about 22 years ago. Uh, I was also in inside sales myself, and I was really frustrated by finding that uh, there wasn't enough out there for inside sales, and I went and launched my own company, and today we're developing and training inside sales teams and managers on a global level. Anyone that has an inside sales organization the size of 12 people or the size of uh, 1,200 people, we work with them. That's awesome. And Josiane, Josiane uh, you can definitely check her out, uh, Telespark Communications. Uh, she has written a number of books uh, on sales, including Smart Selling on the Phone and Online and Smart Sales Manager. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, what's happening in inside sales right now. I, mean, I want to get into some of your predictions for the new year, but, um, you know, it's fascinating to listen to the folks at the uh, the inside sales professionals group and those that are kind of leading the way and what they're seeing on the field. But, you know, you've got a unique perspective given the work you've done across so many different organizations. You know, what do you see as some of the trends uh, that have emerged that are sort of beginning 2016 for inside sales teams? Sure, absolutely. You know, um, obviously, you know, I'm passionate about inside sales and it is exploding. Our time has come. And I really like what you even said. It's not even called inside sales anymore. It's just called sales. And it's so true. Before we had to really justify the existence of inside sales. They took a subservient role. Now they dominate. Uh, they clearly 
um, manage at least 50% of the company's revenue, if not pipeline, and, and if not more. So there's no, t- no doubt that third time has come, without a doubt. And so we're seeing a lot of organizations. It's not so much just building an inside sales team, which is what was happening before. Now it's about refreshing it and really making it what I call future fit. In other words, is it ready for the future? Because the ones that are not future fit will not really uh, last, and they will dissolve just as quickly as they were built. Yeah, no question. I, you know, I think there's there's really, I mean, the the push towards inside sales is happening on a number of fronts. So, you know, you've got, you know, more senior sales reps that just don't want to be in the field. They don't want to travel as much. Um, you've got the advance of technology that makes it so much easier to engage with people. Um, you know, I'm you know I'm I'm doing the show here from uh, from our office outside of Seattle. I'm watching Paul eat something down at the studio in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Down in SoCal, uh, it's always funny. I think almost every show, like while we're working on this in between, you know, commercial breaks, he's eating nuts or something. But I get to watch him every time; it's very fun. Um, but I think you know, I, like I get to look at Paul, right? And, and you get to you yeah. get to like actually have video conferences. Oranges today, great job. So very healthy. So you know, you you not only is it easier to have the kind of relationship and interaction you want with your prospects through you know remotely. I'm also seeing the prospects themselves. The buyers prefer the inside sales model. They don't always want the dog and pony. They don't need someone in their office. They're crazy busy, uh, if I can quote a term from our friend uh, Jill Conrad. So I think there are a number of forces on both the buyer and the seller side that are really pushing organizations towards an inside sales model as the primary means of, of growing the business. That's absolutely right. It really is driven by the customer. It's that new customer or the one that's really elusive. They're very independent, absolutely crazy busy, as we've heard before. Uh, they're engaging much later in the sales cycle, and they're saying, don't come into my office. I don't want those lunches. I don't need to do this. I can do it on my own. So I think without a doubt that the combination of the technology and the customer has really, you know, uh, evolved the, the growth of inside sales more than ever before. Yeah, and it's it's exciting. I think you know it offers a level of control that companies like it. It offers some greater economy of scale uh, that organizations I think typically like uh, as well. Uh, but there are nuances, right? I mean, you know, that you there are disadvantages of not being in front of people because you don't have the same level of leveraging your body language. Uh, relationship building is different. Uh, it's I think it's more complex. Uh, it can be more difficult. Doesn't mean it's impossible. It just takes a different set of skills. And I know you address a lot of this in your program, the Telesmart Ten. Um, so talk a little bit about that, and talk a little about some of the keys that make inside sales different, but also you know some of the things that organizations need to focus on to ensure they're getting the results from inside sales that they need. Sure. I mean, you know, one thing, especially in both of the books that I published is that inside sales is no longer just about the phone. It really isn't. It's about the phone. It's about email. It's about texting. It's about social. It's about video. It's so much more. And that's really a a big reason why inside sales continues to evolve is that, you know, voicemail, yeah, in many ways it's dead. Uh, but video, we have a lot of inside salespeople. Uh, they're, they're usually the early adopters of technology. Uh, and that's actually one thing that may happen is many field people want to come inside and work inside. They want to trade their frequent 
flyer mileage and work inside, but they're not all that successful at it because they're not adopters of technology the way inside sales are. And inside sales people have a much higher tool IQ. They adopt to tools and they take to them a lot quicker, which explains why, you know, a lot of them are sending out video now. A lot of them are Skyping their customers. A lot of them are texting their customers. They're trying new ways to reach out and, and get response. Uh, mm-hmm. So my program that I deliver really focuses not just on, you know, a telephone etiquette inside sales training course. It's really about, you know, being more of a digital and virtual salesperson uh, in today's sort of 2.0 landscape. We're talking today at Sales Pipeline Radio with Josiane Fagon, uh, president of Telesmart Communications, author, sales strategist, mm-hmm. futurist. And that is a real thing for you. I, we're going to get in after we get to, after we get back from the break. We're going to talk about some of your predictions for inside sales in 2016. Uh, but before we do that, I mean, you you talk about technology and different different tools. Uh, you know, obviously there's a there's a challenge to you know make sure inside teams know how to use that. But real quick before we go to break, you know, how does that Im- is that impacted by the preferences that the buyers and prospects have uh, for technology as well? Um, I think it matches really really well. Uh, um, I think that uh, the 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 shortness, the cadence, uh, the digital sort of outreach, uh, this customer really is begging for virtual relationships. Uh, so we talked about how they don't want the face-to-face anymore, but what they do want is a smart, intelligent salesperson that can have a good virtual relationship with them. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think your ability to use multiple channels—you uh, know—it's this is not phone sales. I think inside may be a little bit more of an accurate term, just because they are inside. You know, IBM just recently rebranded their entire inside sales team as digital sales, which I thought was very interesting. That's I right. think it's a, it's a, it's a strong, obviously, reflection and and and, uh, and nod to the digital channels that have become far more prominent as communication tools. And I think, as, you know, as, as, you, as, as much as you need to make sure you understand what tools your prospects use, there's certainly a lot to be said for when you can diversify your channels, you increase your ability to surround your customer, you increase the acceleration and velocity of building that relationship. Uh, so it definitely becomes, uh, you know, a, a huge part of making that work. We get a lot more questions for Josiane when we get back from break. Uh, you can check her out online, telesmart.com. That's T-E-L-E dash smart. Dot com. Uh, her Inside Sales Thought Leadership blog has been ranked among the top 50 sales blogs by Sales Crunch. So definitely check that out. Uh, but come on back. We'll be right back. Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. The Vanilla Group, Inc. is the only firm that delivers telebased lead generation programs exclusively for enterprise technology providers. They achieve results five times higher than industry standards for outbound lead generation based on the research published by implementing their unique Telesales 2.0 methodology. The Vanilla Group is an award-winning leader in this space, and they get results like no other firms. The Vanilla Group supports firms from Fortune 500 companies to startups. To learn more, visit buildpipeline.com or call 888-335-0340. That's 888-335-0340. 
And let's pick it back up and wrap things up with uh, Matt and his guest. All right, awesome. Well, uh, you know, we've got uh, some great upcoming me- upcoming uh, guests on Sales Pipeline Radio. Hopefully you get a chance to check out some of our past uh, uh, past sessions on salespipelineradio.com. Our next next uh, guest will be Megan Eisenberg, who's the CMO of MongoDB. Previous to that, she was the VP of Lead Generation at DocuSign and really drove dramatic growth uh, for that organization and, and users, and she'll be talking a lot about sales and marketing teams working together. After that, really excited to have Trish Bertuzzi. Uh, who is another one of my inside sales heroes. Uh, she is the uh, founder and CEO of The Bridge Group and just published a new book called The Sales Development Playbook. And uh, in addition to Josiane's great book, books, if you if you need another book for your for your bedside table, I highly recommend Sales Development Playbook. Talking more inside sales in a couple weeks, sales and marketing collaboration next time. And I, Josiane, would love to have you cover that as well. I think especially with inside sales teams, it is so important to make sure there's tight coordination between what marketing is doing to create demand and then having a really clean handoff. How much of your work, you know, do you do you get to work with the marketing your marketing teams as well and help improve the interaction between what marketing's doing and inside sales is doing? And what are some of the keys to making that successful? Well, you know, anytime uh, that someone staffs up an inside sales organization, it's not unusual for them to have lead generation report into marketing and inside sales report into sales. So whenever you, I take on projects where I'm delivering training for the entire organization, I'm constantly running around to marketing and sales, making sure they're talking. And as much as we want them to talk and we want that to improve, uh, it's, it's still, there's still you know, room for growth there. Um, they're they're not collaborating the way they could be, and yet uh, there's no doubt that marketing is increasing their control over sales. You know, they've got their fingers in the sales pipeline now. Uh, some of them are getting comped on that. So, uh, but some of the old wars still continue, such as you know, they're still sales still wants marketing to give them more leads. Marketing is still saying that sales isn't qualifying as well. So I'm sure you know about all that, but uh, we're really hoping to see them collaborate more and more and more, uh, But because they're all in there together right now. They really are. No, I think, I mean, I, I don't know very many organizations where they actually aren't in it together. Uh, your characterization of it occasionally as a war, uh, unfortunately, is not uh, overdone. Uh, you know, a lot of organizations, they really just can't get out of each other's way. You know, but you mentioned sort of, you know, marketing owning, lean generation, sales owning, inside sales. Uh, let's talk about the definition of inside sales because I, I think a lot of people, you know, re, you know, speaking of Trish Bertuzzi's book, Sales Development Playbook, a lot of people confuse and, and aren't differentiating sales development, like, you know, BDR organizations from inside sales. T- talk a little bit about what that looks like for, for best-in-class organizations. How are they segmenting what the phone-based sort of inside sales teams are doing? Sure, and I think what's happening is because we have a very large millennial audience that's in the workplace and they're going to be dominating it in the next few years already, is they want career advancement. So a lot more segmentation is happening in inside sales, such as now there's lead, de- uh, I'm sorry, now there's an SDR, then there's a lead development person, then there's an inside sales person, then there's a hybrid, then there's a supervisor and a director and a manager. So there's a lot more roles now than ever before in inside sales, mostly because we want to show that sort of career progression uh, that's available in inside sales. 
how do you segment those roles? Usually an SDR is someone you start with. They're a sales development rep. They only do top of the funnel stuff. They may be in their role from about 18 months at the most. And then they move into more of a territory role where they take on more leads and qualifying and more, you know, middle of the funnel piece. So um, that's why um, marketing has more responsibility now in sort of the top of the funnel activities. And um, so I would say that's probably one way to describe how they are. And uh, Trish has done a really good job in really taking that group of SDRs and saying, hey, you know, anybody that does not have this sort of group that's top of the funnel is not going to start their funnel in a healthy way. So um, it's nice to have someone that's really dedicated entire book to this group because they are such an essential part of the entire sales process. Yeah, they, they really are. And I, and I think it's, it is very interesting to me to see more marketing organizations managing that function. Uh, it's not something that marketing has been used to doing. And certainly, you know, I think, you know, most marketing managers aren't used to and aren't always comfortable with the art of managing salespeople. But what I like about it is it takes marketing out of the, out of, out of the world of purely owning leads and into the world of owning sales opportunities. And that's a different thing. So now all of a sudden, if marketing is responsible for generating qualified opportunities, they think about everything a little differently. And I think the more that you can, we can get marketing organizations to embrace that revenue responsibility, the more all of our efforts are going to be, the happier the inside sales teams are going to be as well. So I promised that we were going to ask you about some of your predictions for inside sales in 2016. So Josiane Fagon, futurist, uh, okay. talk a little bit about your, your, your predictions for 2016 and in inside sales. Talk, talk about where people can get the full report that you have on this as well, uh, but then maybe share a couple highlights uh, uh, for us here. Absolutely, yes. Um, my, We are in our, um, I think, our 11th year of this trend report, and every year we put together uh, sort of the top trends. But um, I spent hours and hours and hours really researching these trends uh, because not only am I fascinated by this sort of trend watch and trend spotting, but as I mentioned, you know, inside sales is always sort of at the forefront of some of these changes. So when I put together this trend report, I really look at what can we do now? You know, how, how can we prepare? And this year, I dedicated the entire report to what I call the workforce of the future uh, because it's the first time in history that we have five generations in the workplace. So I can't just pick on millennials anymore because we really have a lot more generations. And the generation that, that is just starting to enter the workforce, your kids are too young still, Matt. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's our Gen, Gen Z, which is our, uh, they're the ones that are, they're called the M2s. They're the ones that were born anywhere between 94 and 2010. They're about, you know, 19, 20, 21 right now. Uh, and they're just starting to enter the workforce. They're entering the workforce uh, maybe as interns. Some of them are already entering an SDR level. What I mean by this generation is they're the generation that was brought up with a smartphone. Uh, mm. So they're a completely generation. Uh, and the fact that we have five in the workforce is unbelievable because um, managers really have to step it up in terms of everything from incentives that they're doing, everything from metrics, everything around values. I mean, you've got 
so many different generations that are taking to things so differently. Uh, the boomers especially, you know, this is a group that's not ready to retire. They're living longer. They want to keep working. So uh, they're also still in the workforce. And so understanding that is, is probably going to be one of the biggest challenges uh, that every manager has to do. That's so important, you know. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, as we got that new generation coming into the sales force, uh, you know, what we thought of as these, you know, the young Turks, the millennials. Increasingly, those millennials are becoming our buyers, you know. And so when we when we said, oh, we always, you know, we've uh, we've talked to Gen X, we're selling Gen X, we're some of these older generations. Now the millennials are now the audience. This, they, you know, they've got some digital nativity going on. They're spending a lot more time across channels, um, you know. Understanding who your sellers are as a manager and understanding the nature of your buyers and what they're interested in is is key. So, uh, hey, I know, I know, Josiane, we got to let you go here pretty soon. I know you got a hard stop, but maybe you know, summarize for us as people you know continue to go into 2016. They're looking at their results. They want to make sure that their team's better. What are maybe one or two things that most sales organizations, if they could only look at one or two things and you know across their teams, what are a couple things they should be looking at for optimization purposes? Well, definitely, I, I think we're seeing that the sales force is being reduced. We're seeing things such as Forrester forecasting that, you know, about a million uh, is going to be, um, you know, is going to lose their job in the next four years. Uh, so my goal is what can we do to be smart salespeople and not be one of those casualties? Because if we sell the same way, if we sort of uh, are robotic about how we do it and automated about how we do it, we're going to get replaced. Uh, so um, those are actual words of warning of what can we do to sort of stay relevant and stay focused. And also uh, the workplace, you know, looking at, you know, how, how we structure our workplace, where they're uh, working, where they're seated, uh, what what the environment looks like, how conducive it is. I'd say those are a couple things that we have to really think about in terms of keeping our talent, keeping them happy, and keeping them smart. Real quick before you go, if people want a copy of your 2016 Inside Sales yes. Trends Report, where should they go? Uh, best way is obviously to go to our website, our resource section, and download a copy. Uh, it's free to everybody. It's called 16 Trends in 2016, and then we have all our other trends from previous years. And if people want to see that we're a scary right, usually on these trends, they can go <laughs> back and check the years. Uh, I, yeah, I could attest for sure. Josiane is often scary right, which is one of the reasons why we wanted her on the call today. Josiane, thanks so much for your time. And I know we got to let you go, but thank you very much. If you want to check out her trends guide, go to telesmart.com, T-E-L-E dash smart.com. You can find her inside sales trend report. You can find her award-winning blog. Uh, she's active on the social and on the Twitter. So really excited to have Josiane on here. Definitely join us next time. Megan Eisenberg, CMO of Commando DB. We're going to have a great conversation about modern lead generation sales and marketing teams working together if you want to listen to Josiane again if you want to listen to some of our past guests you can check them out at salespipelineradio.com if you've got an idea for a guest for sales pipeline radio go to salespipelineradio.com as well and check us out and tell us tell us what you want to hear about tell us if you got something to say in the meantime thanks very much for listening today we're going to let you all go this has been sales pipeline radio You're not just surfing the web when you're tuning in. You are riding the pipeline, the sales pipeline, with Matt Hines from Hines Marketing.